You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. It may be bank holiday weekend and there's no fixtures, but there's a huge amount of Welsh rugby news for us to talk about. So once again, we're sat in the Killick kitchen and Dan Killick is alongside me. How you doing, Dan? Come on, we're not really in the kitchen, we're in the toilet. Oh, mate. I've, I think, actually, I genuinely think that I've got a solution. Oh, I've you asked, some, deli- I've asked someone now. who knows a lot more about production than me. And I think there's some very simple settings in GarageBand that will help us make it sound like less like a public convenience and more like the super slick podcast that this is. I'm sure. So, yeah, we have had a few um, a few bits of feedback about the, the sound quality of late. So hopefully this one will be coming at you in crystal clear, high-definition audio. So that's that's the hope anyway. Well, if, if it's not, we'll be told. Yes, we will be told. <laughs> and if you do want to have your opinion on anything that we talk about in tonight's show or any other show then do let us know on Twitter at Attacking Scrum you can do the same on Facebook by liking our Facebook page uh, join the Facebook group as well which is called Wales Rugby Fans there's been loads of chat in there this week how many numbers is that up to now? Uh, we must be honing in on 10,000 I think let's have a look what are we looking at now? 10,000 it's a lot isn't it? it is a lot and uh, there's always lots and lots of chat on there as you'd expect plenty of people want to have their say Dan and that is quite simply the best place to do it and in order to get involved all you got to do get on Facebook and search for Wales Rugby Fans as a closed group a couple of simple questions to answer bang you're in and uh, yeah feel free to chat away about everything Welsh Rugby everything and anything everything and anything and finally of course we've got Instagram page as well which is Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum so if you want to follow us on Instagram you can do that as well yeah I've been do- I've been working hard on that page over the last yeah of course months. you have Dan yeah of course you have you're like you're the ultimate luxury player you are you know what I mean you just turn up turn up come in with the cameo that's it come in yeah oh what's that what are we talking about tonight cameo sketch yeah although to be fair you've been, you've been pulling your weight of late I, I have, have to say so yes obviously playing for a new 
a new contract, you're in Hanno Dirksen mode. That's it, yeah. I'm really <laughs> put, worried about the banding. Put in, yeah, put in a couple of good performances at the end of the season, get yourself another two-year deal and you're up and away. Right, loads to talk about tonight. Now, before we get underway, quick word for our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you've not had a chance to get your hands on some So Coffee, then do make sure you do that. If you're a coffee lover, you won't be disappointed. Head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to do that, or you can download the app and get yourself 15% off your first order. And uh, speaking to Scott earlier, we're planning a special, hopefully in June or July. So some really interesting developments at his end, hoping to take this show on the road. We'll be heading out West Wales, Dan, and yeah, some very very interesting news and interesting developments with them and get a uh, a few players to come down and have a chat with us. From an exciting new venue. So there we Whoa. go. Will we have a night out in Swansea then as well? Well, uh, you can't be trusted on a night out in Swansea, Dan. Is it I'm all right. Street? I'm all right going on a night out in Cardiff with you because I can just about manage you there. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I have my way around Swansea. Swansea, so you don't. No, no. I well, know. Yeah, we could do a, a live pod after sort of five beers in. I'm not doing a live pod after no, five beers. Maybe that. Maybe that won't work. We did. We yeah. We've we've done enough uh, live live pods with uh, with plenty of beers <laughs> on board. Right, this week we're not going to do fact or fiction, we're just going to s- that. smash through the headlines. The biggest news that has been, uh, that's been in the, the papers and online and It's been a fair Twitter. bit of it, hasn't it? God, it's been a lot this week. Considering there's no games, there's yeah. no shortage of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we were, we were thinking, weren't we, what is there going to, what's there going to be? And well, I was mulling over, do we, take, do, we take a, do we take a couple of weeks off after Judgment Day and we regroup and come back ahead of the World Cup and... You know, we've had so much to talk about that we may as well just get stuck into it. Right, where do you want to start, Dan? We've got Rugby World Cup squad to talk about, we've got Dragons head coach, the playoffs moving around, Sean Edwards. What, what, what do you fancy? Yeah, should we go for Dragons yeah. head coach, first of all? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so it looks like Dean Ryan. <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, Dean Ryan. His, Jolly uh, Dean Ryan. That's him. He's a big man as well, isn't he? Big man. Hard, six, hard man, six, isn't he? Six, good player, Dean Uncompromising Ryan. Compromising bloke. Yeah. A, yeah, I, I guess he played in that era, didn't he, when you had Dean Richards and Lawrence Delalio. He kind of struggled those two eras. So. Hard nuts around. Yeah, so he'd have, you know, he'd, he'd have been... He only got a handful of England caps. He, he, was, six, he was six player, caps, I think he had. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do, you think, what do you make of it? Well, I was just saying to you before we came on air, he's getting quite a lot of stick. To bring it back to that Facebook group, he's getting, there's a fair amount of stick flying around for Dean Ryan on there. I've got to be honest, I'm quite happy with it. I, I think that... I, I, say, I said a few weeks ago I was concerned that if Kerry was to get the job full-time, it wouldn't be a step in the right direction, as you know, as much as I think he's done a very good job. And the boys, obviously, yeah. there's a lot of respect for him. But he's still very young in his coaching career. So I think you needed a grizzled, seasoned, experienced old pro, someone who's more of a director of rugby than a which he's, than a head coach. He's had that which role. Which he's had he? that role. And someone who understands the bigger picture. So yeah. for me, actually, I, I don't quite understand all the flack. I think it's a fairly decent appointment. Ultimately, he'll be judged on how they get on on the pitch. And he's got a hell of a task ahead of him. But, you know, he's got experience. At the moment, I'm not too disheartened about it. What's your take? Yeah, I think it's a strong, strong appointment. I mean, let's be honest, the Dragons were never going to get Gatland, were they? Yeah, well, exactly, so yeah. We've said it needs to be an experienced man, ideally a director of rugby and someone that's been a head coach, mm. both of which he's been. And he's got a mixed bag of experience, hasn't he? You know, uh, Bristol, 
Gloucester, Worcester. Yeah. Importantly, at Worcester as well, he worked with Kerry, jo- Kerry Jones, didn't he? Which I think is really interesting because they got on very well. Mm. So if we look at... Um, well, you Kerry, think that chemistry will help yeah. when it comes to Kerry's not going to feel like he's had his nose put out of joint. That's quite, it. Yeah, they, they both speak. They both speak very highly of each other, and that is good. that's a monumental task that to turn to turn around the dragon side. So it's, one man alone can't do it. Kerry Kerry Jones has done a good job, mm. hasn't he? He's got two two you know derby wins. Yeah, which that, that, that's that's a good achievement, and he's gelled the side. They obviously like him. And then if they've got that direction, hopefully that Dean Ryan will bring, I think it's probably as good as as, as one could expect. Well, I think he can bring Kerry along as well. Yeah, because he's he's got that experience, and Kerry's still finding his feet as a as a coach. And you know, I know he's done a lot of coach, but this 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 will probably be the biggest, most high profile thing he's got. And well, it didn't work out with Jackman, and and that just there wasn't the direction there that that the Dragons needed. He's there, just kind of making the best of a of a bad situation. Whereas having an experienced, proper head honcho figure like Dean Ryan, you think that they'll be able to get more out of Kerry and in turn get more out of yeah. the players as well. Yeah, I think it's a good link the two of them because they need they need a, they need a team around them. And the fact that um, they work together is a key point. I think also that Dean Ryan came in as a consultant, didn't he, in two thousand and was it two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen? Yeah, it was. I, I know nothing. Not a great deal <clears> happened. Well, that's so so we're told. Mm. But just having an understanding of the geography, you have more than a you know. There's bits that he would have picked up from that that will be useful. He's not going to get lost on the trip from Astrid Munnock to Absolutely. to Roddy Parade yeah. on match day, which is easily done. <laughs> so no, I think there's a number of good a number of good points, and he's you know he's 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 had a I suppose he's had a mixed. A mixed career. He has. And the the big criticism that I always think has been levelled at Dean Ryan is he's had a tendency to get sides to finals and then not deliver on that biggest stage. So you look at Gloucester, I think they reached two premiership finals and the EDF Cup when Cardiff battered them. They've they had a tendency to lose in those in those big games. But the reality is there was a lot of expectation at Gloucester. I, I imagine he probably had a fairly substantial budget if you know memory serves me correctly mm. and assembled you know good side that but you know they finished top of the league in in certainly one of those occasions yeah so i if the dragons were to get seven or eight wins next season he'd he'd be considered to have done a fantastic job i think so yeah he's got he's also got the international experience isn't he with Scot- mm. with scotland um and obviously england He's held that role, hasn't he, since 2016? Yeah, which is more which than is off diff- the field. Yeah, and off yeah. The, which is off the field. So he's got... If, if he's, he's covered... He's been involved in quite a few different mm. um, positions, isn't he, within rugby at the, at the sort of the higher, the higher level. So, yeah, I think it's, it's quite, quite, quite an astute, astute um, bit of signing work, really, by Buttress. A stupid signing work. The... That's the terminology. Different. Well, to bring it to bring it to sign-ins, this is the problem that I think we find ourselves in yet again. Is we're now in May. Mm. There is a limited opportunity to do any transfer work. The I don't think he actually takes over officially until July. He's got a service notice with the RFU. That makes it quite difficult to have an impact for next season. So yes, I think he can tighten things up and add a bit more structure on the field. But he's more or less going to have the same set of players to work with apart from the departures that the Dragons announced 
yeah. earlier on in the week. You know, arguably not too many surprises in that list. I think, have you seen that? Yeah, list? yeah. Jared Sage was a slightly strange one for me. I thought he's done a, I thought he's done a decent job. Yeah, he was the one that I thought. And where you've got where your first choice centres are Dixon and Morgan, who are perennially injured. You need. You feel like he's a, he's a decent, solid, dependable player to have there. Yeah. So I found that one a little strange. I've watched him. He's done done well. Been direct, hasn't he? Yeah, very direct. I look so. forward to Jason Tubby joining again for his fourth or fifth stint at the Dragons yeah. next season, which will inevitably happen. That's sta- that statement he said, isn't he? He's just tweaked it from uh, from two years ago. And <laughs> I haven't his, seen yeah, that. Actually, and yeah. come again. <laughs> Um, he said he was delighted to get over, over the thousand point mark. I think he's got a thousand nine points for the mm. Dragons, which is brilliant, really, isn't it? And he, you know, he slotted that kick, didn't he? Yeah, so, well, he did. I, I don't think there's too many. There's not too many Dragons fans who, who would. You've got a bad word to say about Tuffy, really. Oh, you you know, he's, he's come and he's done it. He's you know he scored. He scored a, a load of points. He's had he's had some really good games over the years. He's had a few bad games, but he's come in and done a job a number of times so I, do you know what I wouldn't be surprised to see him there again at some point you just think to, to bring it back to the signing say it's going to put pressure on early doors for Ryan to make an impact with the players who are there because otherwise you feel like you're losing momentum and it's going to take a, it's going to take a fair amount to move that side forward but if you can do that then I do just think you, you start to get a little bit more optimism around the place and you, I, I saw you, know, you see it first hand in the millennium on last week, what it means to those dragon supporters mm. to get some victories, just to have something to cheer about. Did they go go wild then? Oh, you haven't listened to last week's pod, then have you? I have, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah they I did. So they did, but I mean, were they? Yeah, my my cousin Ross was sat was sat down amongst the amongst the dragons fans. He sent me a picture at full time. He didn't realise I was in the ground. He said, Oh yeah, that'll do or get in or something like that. And I sent him a picture back and he went, Oh you're in a posh seat. Yeah, I did that. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, you looked down. But as I as I looked down from there, you just saw what it meant yeah. to get that to get that win. And I was delighted for for the faithfully go week in, week out because it's 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 a That's, tall bloody order. Yeah, and it was it was really needed, wasn't it? Especially yeah. especially I think the an, an announcement of a of a head coach like this as mm. well will give the players a real lift because you know, they've got this win. Obviously, Kerry Jones has done a good job. I think he turned down didn't he a post as well with Doncaster. Don, Doncaster yeah. approached him. He said no. So we want you know it's nice that he wants yeah. to be there. They've had a couple of high profile players that have left. Again, he and knows Gwent rugby. He does. Gary. He's a Gwent man, isn't yeah. he? And um, the fact that he's staying just to give that. You know, a I bit of they, continuity. Yeah, I think they need that. And then Ryan coming in, it's, yeah. it's, it's as if you know, yeah, we're 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 being serious about this. The club are taking, yeah. you know, taking it seriously. So it, I think it's, it's all, gonna it's gonna be tough. It's it gonna, gonna be, be tough because that squad is thin. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. You just you need to see them move in the right direction early on because what we can't have is another write off of a season like we had in Jackman's first season. When oh, it'll come next season, it'll come next season, and it piled the pressure on. And they, they couldn't deliver. And we knew from, virtually from game one, that game at home to Treviso this season, I thought, oh God, we're in for it again. It's just not going to be right. And we had, it, the fixture list was really kind to us at the start of the season. So you kind of knew early on that it wasn't going to happen. And Dragons can't afford to have that this season. They have to put together some strong results where they're being competitive and looking like they can they can win games and winning your home games. Yeah. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they're, 
it's 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 as good an appointment as it possibly could be for me. The fact that they know each other is key because it's such a big job. Yeah. And you could argue that you know that's 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 a massive thing really within within any coaching setup now is that they actually they get on because yeah. you know it, it does usually go wrong where you you select you know you select the head coach yeah and then another coach comes on board they don't get on they fall out and obviously the dragons have to get this right because arguably this is the the last shot isn't it well it is i think yeah really so you know i think um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how it plays out the other thing to note, though, on a on a slightly um, more concerning point, is that Dean Ryan has, in the past, got very, very well. He he, he left, didn't he, over the fact that he didn't have the playing budget. Yeah, that he was promised. He must know what he's getting into here. Yeah, well, yeah, you you you, you, um, you learn from you learn from everything you go through, don't you? So he's a pretty sharp guy. So mm. I'm sure he would have said, "Look, let's have a look at what you're going to be giving me." And if it works, and I think I can do it, I'll take it on. Yeah, because it's quite a big role for him, isn't it? His, uh, you know, his career now mm. to step away from what he was doing. Oh, it is, um, yeah. But a great opportunity as well, because if you're taking somebody from the bottom of the pile, you know, they can't they can't go any lower, can they? Mm. So yeah, I think it's uh, it'd be exciting to see what he can do. It will be. Let's stick with coaching. Let's move on. Let's have a chat about Sean Edwards. We finally had a conclusion this week he won't be staying on you said you slip down in your chair and you look as if you're about to get a little bit well I'm disappointed again there's been huge amounts of chat about this not just in the lead up to it and all the speculation but there's been so much said afterwards and a lot of anger directed at the union it's been going on for so long it has been going on for a long time a lot of anger directed at the union but then you've also got a few people, and, and Steph, who's been on this podcast a number of times, has, has pointed this out with a few people, and said that Sean Edwards in all of this, you know, he shook hands with Wigan and agreed to be their coach, and that didn't materialise. Supposedly gave Pivak his word that he'd stay on, and, and that didn't materialise. All of which doesn't seem like a very Sean Edwards thing, does it? You know, we think of him as being a real man of honour and, and one of the old schools. So it is a little bit strange in that regard. I'm glad it's kind of done and dusted now. I, th- I think it's a shame that we weren't able to to get him to agree to, to stay. It would have been... I just think he's such a talent. He is just that good a talent that if we were able to keep him in Wales, he knows the system, keep him employed by the union, the opportunity to have him go in and do these firefighting missions like he's done at, at Cardiff and at the Ospreys and tighten up the, the club defences... Well, you're not concerned, but you were concerned, weren't you, about how that would how that would work with with Byron Haywood, mm. with having the two of them, and then he's so sort of him and him and all of the coaches, I suppose, have been together yeah. for so long that you do wonder whether you know whether or not maybe it is it is a good thing that he's moving on. It's hard to think that that I've read a few articles saying that you know, maybe it is, you know it's a good thing that he's moving on. I can't see how possibly it can be a good thing mm. for him to be moving on because he does tend to get on with most people, doesn't he? Um, he's, a, he's, he's, he's a real sort of team guy, isn't he? Yeah. Outside of just being a defensive coach, he gels aside. Mm. And you think, you know, that's what this Welsh side is going to need because there's no, there isn't going to be the continuity, is there? There's going to be no continuity. And I just felt the... No, I, I sometimes think that where you've had... Yeah, I mean, where you've had... Gatland in charge for so long, eleven seasons. You then have you then have a an element of needing 
to almost start afresh. It would have yeah. been slightly strange having someone who's a bit of a hangover. For that. So I know, I know you're gonna have. How would that? Yeah, yeah how would it work? I know you're gonna have Jenks there, but, but I think that's, that's a bit different. different. It, yeah. You know, I, I don't imagine he's the most vocal when it comes yeah. to when it comes to training. Yeah, so he, he ha- yeah, he has his role, and it is to bring the kickers on, and he does that, and it works. Yeah. And they reckon he's been getting more involved in <clears throat> in certain aspects. Really? Apparently, yeah, mm. been getting involved involved more um, but yeah he's a different different character altogether isn't he so yeah who knows who knows I mean he's but he's he's not going to be there is he no he's not going to be there France again seems to be like that's only a matter of time before that's announced yeah, they, reckon we'll it's a done, they reckon it's a done deal well yeah four we, years. like we said we've had two we've had two done yeah. deals already so well, yeah. we will see yeah. I'll tell you one thing though if he's going to France he's a bloody good uh, a bloody good fitness coach there with him trying to whip those players into shape it'd be good to see it'd be good to oh, see that in early doors the, well, the yeah. camps I'd love to see it hitting you know, you know him going in to, yeah. to that French squad and trying to get him to play Sean Edwards' <laughs> relentless style of rugby right the way to yeah. 80 minutes. The back chat would be massive. I don't know how he'd, he'd, have to, he'd be storming out of the room, wouldn't he? Just say, what is going on? But he knows, um, he knows, um, uh, he knows the, the um, one of the coaches there, didn't he, that was, that was involved with the Wasps. Um, oh, who's, the, who's the chap's name? I don't know, even is. Um, so that's 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 the link, I think. Yeah, they've obviously he's been tapping him up, and um, he's going to be sort of like that, the, 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 a, a gel between the between the sides from his time at Wasps. Um, a long time ago, though, to be fair. Yeah, it was a long time, but you know what it's like if you've worked with someone. You know, you, you could probably pull on people that you've worked on eight eight years ago. If they're good guys, they're good guys. And if you if you know you can work with someone, or you feel like you work with someone then that that will never leave you so um, that's probably a big a big thing a big aspect of it and I always thought that it would be you know if we I always thought it would be very very difficult for us to retain Sean Edwards because Mm. of the great success that he's had and I think almost he'd be advised to move on because he needs probably a new challenge France are in the doldrums Mm. have been for a long long time we know they've got so much potential and he probably with a few tweaks with his ability he's instantly he's instantly going to have an impact he had an instant impact with Wales didn't yeah. he? and it was instant oh it was um, and he'll have he'll, well yeah they, they considered that first Six Nations yeah. who conceded two tries in the whole thing in the whole in the 400 and, yeah. and was that were they both in the first games I think I so think, yeah. I think they were both the in the whole, first half yeah, against England whole tournament yeah, yeah there was only two tries so he'll 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 do wonders there won't he he can't not so, I don't know. I, like I say, I think it's going to be coupled with he's got to have the players buy into it. And well, the way in which the French there's a language as well, barrier as well, which might be difficult. Yeah, I think the culture is a big thing as well. Mm. The way in which you know, the way in which they operate. Yeah, how, how they how they um, how they listen or don't listen um, to orders and things. It's going to be his man management is going to be tested in a big way. What are you yeah. laughing? Well, I'm just wondering whether he's going to be treated with proper French stereotypes. <laughs> You know, like you got Bastereau just kind of gives a big Gallic shrug and then goes off and rolls himself another cigarette. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. why that's yeah. kind of what I'm anticipating might be the might be the scenario. Drinking a bottle of wine yeah. without the glass. <laughs> yeah, some very lazy stereotypes yeah. there, but they they do have a they do have a problem with conditioning, and 
they've struggled to play past 60 minutes and Sean Edwards will demand a level of fitness that, that he's simply got to be better than that. So we'll see how that pans out. It, I mean, it's a shame to see him go and his legacy in Wales is going to be fantastic. Like we said with Gatland, almost even if they went out in the pool stages in the World Cup, it's going to be, it's going to be an overwhelmingly positive legacy. Something would have to go severely wrong in order for that to alter. Do you have a favourite... I mean, this is real rugby nerd stuff, this. Do you have a favourite defensive performance from a Wales side coached under Edwards? Uh, Do you want me to kick you off? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, isn't there? But the one that really springs to mind for me is Ireland in 2015, which was the one where Chartres made like 100 tackles. I mean, Warburton won the man of the match, but Chartres made like 30-odd tackles, which was then a record and for the Six up. Nations. Yeah. And that day, you just felt they were not going to penetrate the line. And that was a much fancied Ireland side. And whatever they threw at, at Wales, they were just able to defend and be patient and defend and defend and defend. And they found no way through it. I was in the stadium that day and it was fantastic. Like every, every tackle, every hit ruck was cheered like a try or a, or a penalty going over. And it's fantastic. There was just so much heart and spirit in that. And you know it all came from... It came from that uh, that Edwards mentality. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's the one that springs to mind for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's, I think it's hard to hard to go past as well. The you know the last game, well, the Ireland game, yeah, really, yeah. In, in that <clears throat> we were so we just didn't want to let them score. Yeah, and you could see that that was absolutely they were doing that for for him, weren't they? Yeah, I love the little stories as well about how he, you know, how he rewards the players. You know, in terms of who is who's been the best defense, the best defensive contributor to a game, and he's been consistent with that all the way through, and just made he's made it a little bit fun, I think, as well, where defense could be probably it's not a, not an image you associate with Sean Edwards. Fun, is it? It's not, but he, he's got that. He, it's probably easy to misunderstand him. Yeah, isn't it? I, I think you're right. He, he's got that really, really sort of steely edge, and you think, oh shit. What is he gonna? What is he gonna say here? Probably he's an interviewer's worst nightmare because you you upset you know you you say one thing that yeah. he doesn't quite like and he's 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 you know giving you the evil eyes and not really saying much more than the same words over and over again. But he's he's got a soft edge as well, hasn't he? And he wants the players. So they they have it's more than just a respect. There's clearly some strong friendships there. Yeah, I think there's a love. Of, yeah, I, I think, think there is. I think there's a love there, and he, he's. You know, I think he'd be leaving. There'd be, I think there'd be real tears. Mm. You know, with all of them, to be honest, I think absolutely with 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 all the coaches. But you know, with Edwards, he's he's been such a such a key part, mm. hasn't he? And I think his man management of the guys and that real sort of honest sort of approach, which everyone says you always want, that you want honesty. Um, and he says it how it is, doesn't he? he? Says if you've played well, says if yeah. you played bad, and so you know always where you stand. And I think a lot of coaches. Um, tend to be criticised for players not really knowing when you know where they stand. Yeah. Whereas you you can't it can't be mistaken with him. He is he, he's yeah. that type of character. Black and white. Yeah. yeah, and that's such a that's such a key part of management. So um, yeah, gonna be a big gonna be a big loss, but obviously an opportunity now for for for, for Byron and a you know an up and coming Welsh coach, isn't it? It is. We've got loads more to talk about, which will be coming up in the second half. So we're going to be looking at that rail, rails, that Wales Rugby World Cup training squad, which was announced this week. We're also going to have a look at 
the latest in the series of debacles that undermines the the Pro 14. So we're going to be talking about some real shambolic stuff going on there, and we might even have a little walk down memory lane if we have time, Dan. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be doing that after this break. Welcome back to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Right, Dan, let's have a chat now about the Pro 14. I know you've been reading up on the latest blunder when it comes to Pro 14 administration. Do you want to fill us in on what has happened? <laughs> I'll skirt around the edges and you Go can on. talk the detail. But yeah, basically, so we don't know, do we, what day the, uh, the games are going to be on? The playoff. The playoff is two dates, isn't it? So it's the European playoff, which you had, yeah. European playoff, yeah. So there's two dates, isn't there? 18th? Initially, we thought it was going to be the weekend of 17th. Uh, yeah, the 18th and 18th, 19th, which yeah. is the Saturday. Yeah. So probably a, a popular day. Mm. Or it's going to be, we- or, or it'll be Wednesday, won't it? <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. That, um, that well-known rugby day. Yeah. 29th, is it? Something like that, yeah, yeah, right at the end of the month. The 29th, but we don't know. And we also don't know what sides are going to be playing, which is, oh, God. You, 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 you could not make it up. You couldn't make it up. No. And again, we find ourselves in a position where it's, um, it's laughable. It is laughable. I just think, like, if you can't get this basic level of admin right, you, you don't deserve the seventh place. You go, oh, bugger it, we'll give it to... We'll give it to France or England, or throw a wild card of remaining a German side in there, or something like that. Just it's just so embarrassing. This is really simple stuff. You've got to be in the position where you know when that playoff is going to be, what teams are going to be in it. This league is complicated enough as it is. It lacks identity. It lacks it lacks week in week out intensity at times. And things like this just don't help. I think people look at it and they, they have a bit of a laugh. Well, you can do. That's the thing. You can have a laugh at it, can't you? And it, 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 it's, not off, it's not always taken seriously. Mm. And then something like this comes in. And again, it just fuels that sort of, you know, that element of it being that looked at as, fast, a, as a sort yeah. of weaker, you know, a weaker league, a, you know, weaker organi- organisation really behind the whole thing. But the other thing is that with it being, you know, probably one of the most important years being World Cup year. Yeah. The impact can be can be can be massive, can't it? Because if it does go to that, if it does go to the end of May, yeah. you're going to be eating into the World Cup time. You could say, well, they're going to have a fair bit of time anyway, but mm. every every bit of time is going to be important. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, the coaches would never say, oh, we're not actually. We'll you know we'll start a bit later. We'll you know we'll give you we'll give mm. you another we'll give you another week uh, week off. And there's a lot. There's recovery. There's there's families to be considered. You know, they probably would have had plans to. It just has a big knock-on effect outside of the organisation. What what I don't understand, and you may or may not know the answer to this, is so the playoff is to decide which one of those two teams qualifies for the Champions Cup, right? Mm. Uh, Out of Ospreys and Scarlets. Now, the added factor is that if all of the all of those sides who'd qualified for the semi-finals of the of the European competitions then go on to qualify by right. There is yeah. an additional place up for grabs. There's an extra spot. An yeah. extra spot. Why can't you just give that to the loser of the playoff? I don't know. 
I don't know if there's, if there's something, I don't, you know, I don't know wh- why, why that is, but why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah, I don't know. So they're saying, yes, yeah, it's a good, I don't know, I'll come by that. Yeah. But, so they're saying at the moment then that if the, so if those four sides all, all qualify, mm. then by rights, by yeah. rights yeah. the, then there, there's then an extra spot the, the Ospreys the so the Ospreys get that the Ospreys get that and then there's a playoff between Cardiff, Cardiff and Scarlets Cardiff and Scarlets and the other the other just, interest, just, interesting just, just give it to Scarlets give it to Scarlets or Ospreys whichever side lose or well, or is it that Ospreys would in theory get it by rights yeah Ospreys get that Ospreys get that place don't they, they oh, I'm not being funny but if you don't finish if you don't finish in the top three and you have to go through a playoff route you don't deserve any rights anyway so just play, just have that have that oh, I suppose then oh that's it isn't it so you've got a playoff that no what I'd do is I'd play the playoff and then right let's say Ospreys for example win it they get the Champions Cup spot then if hmm. all those other teams should qualify and the extra spot goes well then give it to the runners up that's all I'd do just get the game played and done so there must be there's some, no guarantee I, I don't know if there's something I'm missing there must, here, be, there, must be. Of, there must be some sort of reason why yeah but if so if so, say that say that happened. The Ospreys get that that that, that additional spot, yeah. right? Then the Scarlets play the Blues. Yeah. But the Blues play the game at home. Why? Because they got more points. Oh, God, oh, so God. even though the Scarlets would be finishing higher, it, which again is yeah, you know the the blue. I believe only the Blues then play the Scarlets at home. So. People are going to be up in arms about that. Yeah. I think that's right. You know, I, I've only had a very, very quick look at it. Literally. So the minutes, side that finished, that didn't technically qualify for the playoffs, yeah. will then, get a home advantage. Then gets a home advantage. It's you just think, so oh, stupid, Hang on it? a minute. How can that? Because that's a massive, massive advantage. Oh, of course it is. Well, they, yeah, um, they, they absolutely ruined the Scarlets at home, uh, you know, whatever that was a month ago. Yeah. So the whole thing is... Uh, is a bit of a is, is a bit. It's of a, a farce, isn't it? It, it is yeah. really. You don't you don't want to say that, but it is. Well, I, I, it, it I, is. I feel no shame in saying it. it yeah. just, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. <laughs> it, we're we're trying to make this league more competitive. Yeah. yeah. CVC must be sat there, right? These ruthless venture capitalists sat there thinking, oh, we 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 can't fail here because there's no way this league can go imagine can go down in any value. Imagine them explaining to the uh, the CBC yeah. boss, sorry what what's happened there? Yeah. Now we can't yeah. we can't Boys, go ahead what are you doing on Wednesday the 29th? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a shambles isn't it? Yeah. The whole thing is really really frustrating. That said, let's assume for the minute that I don't know why, but let's say it's Ospreys versus Scarlets. Who do you think wins that game? Ospreys, do you? Yeah. Why is that? Got the momentum, home advantage. What's the determinant yeah, factor? Yeah, they got the momentum. They're winning fairly. They're winning fairly ugly, aren't they? Um, I just think there's some, there's a bit of an edge about them at the moment. Mm. They're they're you know they're winning, aren't they? They're closing yeah. out. They're closing out games um, by hook or by crook, and um, I just think there's a they back themselves. They back themselves to to do it, and the, yeah. the Scarlets are having a. A tough time at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. In a bit of a, a a bit of a strange place. You, you'd have to go with the, with the Ospreys, wouldn't you? I think so. Yeah, the home advantage would would do it for me. And if it were Cardiff Blues at home, I'd be probably be blacking the Blues as well. As well, yeah. Just because they, yeah, you know, like like I said, they they did what they did to them a month or so ago. Injury, like we said on last week's pod, 
injuries have definitely had, have definitely made Cardiff's pack less intimidating and less competitive but realistically up against the Scarlet's I think they can kind of get away with that they can play a bit looser knowing that Scarlet's will want to play yeah, that way on too that, on that pitch on that well. pitch yeah. on that pitch at home um, so yeah if that does if it does happen the Ospreys go through and then mm. the Blues play the Scarlet's at home oh, it's going to all kick off yeah. on, uh, on the social media platforms in a big way let's talk about Rugby World Cup squad now 42 man squad that Gatland has named a little bit smaller than we were perhaps anticipating. A lot of people would expect a 45-man squad there. Any surprises in there, Dan? What's the ones that kind of stood out to you? There's no great surprises for me, to be honest. Um, good to see Owen Lane getting a yeah, getting a call up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of lot of talk that he could have been called up beforehand, wasn't there? And you know, we've been really impressed, haven't we? I think along with yeah, along with almost any other Welsh uh, Welsh fan. Mm. Um, I. I there's, there's no great surprises. Good to see Shingler back in there. Yeah. Um, straight in and you know straight he, in having not played a game yeah, this season. But it's you know it's it's so easy, isn't it, when to forget that he was first he was first on the team sheet, wasn't he? First man on the team sheet, leading the defence, leading the line out, leading you know leading the a lot of a lot of the good a lot of good that was coming yeah. from Wales was coming from him. So you know, you'd probably look at it now. I'm sure you've got an opinion on it and say, well, maybe maybe he's not going to make the cut. And that's the t- I'm a bit worried he's not, actually. Well, not worried. I think it's it's going to be tough for him. Yeah. It's, it's, that injury has come at such a cruel time in his career because he had such a bright start and was capped you know, relatively early on and spent a long time in the wilderness. He was. It was a long, was it, five... Well, five well, it was like 2012, he was in the side as, yeah. as a peripheral figure. And then it wasn't until... 2018 that he got back in there really so yeah what six six seasons and you do feel for him because that was such a cruel injury as he's playing such good rugby club and and country and it's it's just come at a difficult point he'll be what 30 31 now does your body take that bit longer to recover will he be able to take his body to the edge having missed a whole season of rugby it's going to be really difficult will he be fresh you, I the, don't think so. There's the other side of it, though, isn't there? That yeah. a lot of players are, are always carrying injuries, yeah. And he's coming in <clears> rested, <throat> mentally rested as well. Not. I not, hope so. I hope that is physically. the case. Well, yeah, you hope. I suppose you you don't know. It could no. it could be mentally dra- you know shattered because yeah. he's thinking, "Am I going to make it? Am I going to yeah. make it?" So there's there's that, isn't there? But you know, with that season he was having, you were you were. I remember you taking the mick out of me saying, "Are you are you Shingler's agent?" Yeah. Because I was talking more about him than I was talking about anybody else yeah. and he was literally man of the match almost every game for the Scarlets wasn't he and his Welsh performances were incredible yeah. so yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan you know that yeah. but you are we all are um, but it's going to be cruel isn't it because some some exceptional players are going to miss mm. out and they are exceptional I, I think the difficulty Shingler's got well I suppose he can he could do a job in the second row in a midweek side you know, you know what I mean by yeah. a midweek side in a the One game against uh, what's the uh, I think it might be no it's not Georgia is it I think that we've got a game last up maybe I think is our is our easiest fixture I think we've got Uruguay, Uruguay. late yeah. on In. and you look at that and go right actually we're giving a few players a yeah. rest there's a you know Alan and jones are going to rest and there's a slight niggle with Brad Davis or whatever and you and you put Shingler in the pop, road knowing you can do a job Uruguay, yeah but he's in terms of back row he's very much a six 
he hasn't played a seven for a very long time. He's not really an eight. So he kind of lacks that versatility that Navidi has being able to play all across the back row. Ellis Jenkins could do a six or seven job. Moriarty could do six or eight. You know, Toby could play six if you needed him to. It's... He, he does, but he's also then you look at the you look at the height difference, yeah. the weight that he brings, and the line out. I know there's, yeah. some, there's some yeah. good there's some very good line out operators. You know, Tipperick as you you know you mentioned off air, the news mm. great in the line out. Um, Navidi's been used, but, but let, let's be honest, the line out is you, you're quite right. The line out has not been our friend this season. Yeah, hasn't it? And in amongst apart the, from the uh, island, yeah, apart from the island game, which was an anomaly, really. Yeah, has it has it has it faltered since he's been since he's been out? Yeah. Well, it has. The, the season yeah. before was fantastic, and you yeah. think obviously he would have made a massive he, difference to that. The, yeah, he was. He was the main and man. The thing with Gatlin, he's not going to name a training squad. Uh, Gatlin doesn't do sentiment. Ask Martin Williams. Ask Stephen mm. Jones. Ask Brian O'Driscoll. He just doesn't do it. He picks the players that he thinks are going to make them have the biggest positive impact. And he's obviously thinking that Shingler is fit enough and good enough to have a chance of going to the World Cup. For me. If he if he can prove his fitness, I I I'll I'll back him to yeah. to make that I do, yeah. that reduce the, well, the main squad mm. because of the line out and I think it's just been it's been an Achilles heel for us. Yeah, um, yeah, we've had the odd performance where we've really we've we've managed to sort it out, but it feels like we're still sides will still target us on that, mm. and I think sides would be worried about us with having him in there it's Wales' biggest weakness and if he's able to come in and shore it up yeah there has to be a place for him then doesn't it very very interesting lots of these debates here. I mean the back row you could yeah, almost the back. I was joking with someone on Twitter earlier this week that you could almost pick a side you could almost pick a 15 out of the back rowers that are available in Wales because there's such versatility yeah. across the across the board one man who isn't in that squad Dan Lydiot big Gatland favourite was in the side in the autumn you wouldn't expect and he's fit now so you, you'd think if he was going to feature in the World Cup he would have been named in that squad or would you? Um, we know that Gatlin yeah is he really likes him doesn't mm. he? Reliable knows what he's got to do I just think with the with the back row with the back row options we've got now I think it would have been a bit unfair on, the, on, the, on one of the other players to yeah. miss out to let Dan Lydia, you know, take take his take his place. And again, Lydia is an out and out six, isn't he? He is. He's an out and out six, and we've got a lot of players that are versatile. And yeah. you could argue that you need that you need that in the World Cup. But also, there we don't necessarily they don't necessarily get weaker by moving some of the players around. Yeah, they're actually they're actually very very good in a number of different positions. It's not like you worry about. Oh no, we can't put you know. We can't put Navidi in. We've seen we've seen so many of these options now, across the autumn, haven't we? Where yeah. we've seen Navidi play, uh, you know, anchor the Grand Slam yeah. side at six, yeah. and then back in the autumn, you saw Ellis Jenkins doing it. Yeah, you know him and him and Tipperick doing the six seven job. So we've got these different options. And it's testament to them, isn't it? How good they are, Tipperick. You know, Tipperick, yeah, Tipperick can can, can switch around. Navidi mm. can. I think that was a big surprise for them for. For a lot of a yeah. lot of people, well, maybe almost all people, that he would he would be that good at seven and six. Mm. Then you know, there's a case for eight as well. So I think tip, yeah, you cannot move Dan Lydiot around. You could never play him at seven. No. And you could never play him at eight. No. So for that reason, he's going to miss out. And I think it's right for him to miss out in this case. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a tough one. The the only thing you could say is that 
I don't know, sometimes you look at it and think if the opposition has someone who's such a destructive ball carrier that you have him in there as almost a man-marking job. You know, if you put him on Tuolangi or Vinopola to really just take him down and and do an out-and-out tackling job, but really, would he do it that much more effectively than Navidi? And Navidi then offers that threat over the ball and a bit of threat with ball in hand and carrying options. So, yeah, I think a lot of it for me, a lot of it's going to come down to Shingler's fitness at six because because he because def- he defends in a different way to Lydia, but he'll hold. He's so quick out of the blocks and he'll hold players up, mm. puts in destructive tackles always, and leads that defence. That if if he doesn't make it, then you could you could say we're maybe a little bit you know, a little bit exposed on that sort of out-and-out defensive side. But then the other players have got, you know, got different different abilities, haven't they, with, you know, with ball in hand and and sort of the link work and things that probably Dan Lydia doesn't exactly do. It's sometimes quite nice, isn't it? And we said there was a reassuring, a reassurance that came from seeing Lydia in a Welsh shirt that you just knew exactly what he was going to do. But there's also, I suppose, a vulnerability with that because yeah. other sides know exactly what he's going to do. And is that is that enough to win a World Cup? Maybe maybe Gallon thinks it isn't. I do think it would have been a tough a tough call for him. I think he would have been mm. it would have been hard for him to probably to leave him out because he just he really rates him, doesn't he? And, oh yeah, undoubtedly. And he and he's always delivered for him. Yeah. And as a as a coach and a manager, you want players, don't you, that you know you can rely on. Last thing on the back row, Ellis Jenkins not in that side because of fitness could be named at a later date if he's able to prove his prove his match fitness and that he's that he's not suffering too much from the long term effects of that injury what do you think is he is he going to be fit in time that's just a guess and I don't know why I'm asking you that but yeah um, well there seems to be quite a few reports doesn't there I don't know how you know what, what, what these sources are coming mm. from but there's probably something in it that he's he's struggling yeah. and the um, it's not going as well as maybe it, it could be, which is a a big concern, isn't it? Because again, you know, he's 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 quality, isn't he? Yeah. And oh, he is. He's a real thinking back rower. He's um, a thinking back rower. He gives you. He can play at six or seven, so you can go twin fetches in in Tipperick and Jenkins. He can he can act as cover for Tipperick. There's an argument at points when he's playing at his best. Eight. Did he? Did he? No, I don't think eight. Uh, but but Less, could he even? A lesser side than could he even nudge Tipperick out of a side if you really needed more of a, a threat over the ball? No, but you know, much I love Tipperick, yeah. and he is and he is good over the ball. But if you were that worried about someone that you went right, we need to we need to slow this ball down, and we need to win a load of turnovers. Yeah. There mm. is an argument that you could drop him in there ahead of Tipperick. Yeah, depending on who we're playing against. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if he's not fit and if he's not at his best, he's going to miss out because of the strength in depth. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big concern, isn't it? Um, Who goes as? Do you think Cubby goes as uh, a second choice seven then? If if Jenkins doesn't make it in time, oh, that that will be interesting, won't it? What do you think on that? I I I don't know whether Gatland. I, I, I don't know where Gallon stands on him. Now he obviously rates him enough to put him. I in know where Sean Holly stands on him. 
Yeah. He mentions him, he mentions him every time. And I, I like James Davis a lot. Is but he, he calls him James Davis Cubby Boy every time, doesn't he? It's like every time he's got the ball, he's like, there's the turnover. Who is it? James Davis Cubby Boy. Good hands there from Cubby Boy James Davis. Like, it's like you can get, you call him one or the other. Yeah. You need to call him the whole thing his whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that Gatlin is 100% sold yeah, on him. Yet. That's, that's my thoughts on it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. And he struggled with injury himself this season. Had he two has. big stints on the sidelines. But th- this is what's fascinating about the the warm up games is people are there is going to be a level of intensity to it because people are going to want to want to go out there and and prove what they're capable of. And as much as James Davis is a bit of a joker in the pack and he's a big personality and all that kind of stuff, he's not going to want to miss out on what will be his only opportunity to play in the World Cup. No. He he will go out there and train yeah. like a bastard and and put in big he, performances to to try and get to do everything he can to get on that plane. Well, you'd love you'd love to be a fly on the wall, wouldn't you, in this training camp? I mean, it's going to be the competition is is has never been like this, has mm-hmm. it? Really, really fierce. Just coming back to your point on, I think Navidi would be so it'd be Navidi as seven and and Tipperick as seven ahead of, ahead of James Davis yeah. yeah I just I just and that way you could take a Shingler yes. as six and a Wainwright as a six a Wainwright as six yeah. and then you've got Mor- Moriarty yeah. and, and Faletau yeah. and Moriarty being able to to slip in because I don't think you have so, the luxury of taking two hookers like we did in I think we did in 2015, didn't we? We took two hookers. Yeah, was that that? Yeah, because it was a bit yeah, because England, England had the hump. England had the hump about it, didn't they? Yeah. They thought you had to pick three, but yeah. you don't. And but I suppose the difference there is we were playing in England. So had there been a, a training yeah. injury and Baldwin was injured or whatever, you just ship in. You ship in the the next cab off the rank. Well, you've got to bring in there. You can play anywhere. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't think you're going to have that kind of luxury. So every single place is going to be hard for how he's going to get this down to a 31 man squad. Whew. Do you think he knows now? No, 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 no. Really? Of course he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You know, I think he's got he's got those players who will. He'll know a lot. He'll there. know. He'll I think know a he lot knows his irrespective of how they perform in this setup. There'll be a, there'll be a a strong a strong core group that, you, that, that will go regardless they can All turn right. up in clown outfits nah yeah, well there will be some who can go whatever but cast your mind back to 2011 and we were going into that going into that Rugby World Cup and you had in fact the, the warm up game at Twickenham Reese Priestland was uh, was set to start at 15 <laughs> Reese Priestland was due to start at 15 I was a Steve Jones uh, hamstring twinge or whatever in the warm up. Priestland coming at ten. Gatlin really liked the look of what he saw, and got it was Priestland moving beautifully. Priestland was the one who got the backline moving in and had that ten shirt for for the whole World Cup and the Grand Slam that followed. So I think those places are always up for grabs. You know, like we say ahead of the Lions tours, everyone's got to go on that tour thinking that they've got a chance of being a Test Lion. I actually think you have the same now. Everyone in that 42-man squad has to go there thinking that they can get on that 31-man list. Subsequently, everyone in that side has to think they can start in a test match against Australia or a World Cup quarter-final. It's it's difficult though, isn't it, when you're in a training environment. I know there's those games, Mm. but it's very different, isn't it, looking good in a training setup 
Yeah, but you, you forget how much they beast them in these yeah. sessions. Like, I, I think you know, but it is different, isn't it? Like, you you put in a, you put in a, you know, say James Davis puts in an app, yeah. incredible training. You know, he does everything in the training session. I still think it, 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 I still think it could go it could go against him. But if you put him in a competitive game, and I mean competitive, how competitive these games are going to be? Yeah, you know, no one's going to want to lose. Mm. You know, no one's going to go in there to lose. But there's going to be they're going to be trialing things. There's going to be... Mate, it's a Lions, it's a Lions scenario for it, me. It, Sometimes you see a player midweek for the Lions that digs you out of a hole. It's not just about, oh, yeah, he had a good game. You know, he had a good game against, you know, some mumble-jumble side, as Jim Telford would say. If It's those difficult positions that someone digs you out of. If you're in a, you know, if you're in a hole and thinking, right, we're going to lose this tour game here, and someone stands up and and really grabs a game by the scruff mm. of the neck and wins it for you you're viewed in a different light and goes right that's someone who can do something in a tech yeah but that's what we don't have here do we so we don't have those games I think you do that's what the game against England is that's what the game against Ireland is yeah but they're because England you know one of those games England might friendly, pick they're friendly aren't they but so is a midweek game so is a tour game that's exactly the same scenario I think you'll have stronger opposition in these friendlies in terms of players yeah but, it's, yeah, but don't you think there's greater importance on those those midweek line there's games a more historic thing but likewise a lot of the time you're playing much weaker opposition yeah you know if you're playing a valid point go back to Australia in 2013 yeah. you're playing the you know combined counties 15 you could the Lions stick out a fourth yeah. choice side and run up 100 points yeah whereas actually if you're playing England's first choice pack and second choice backs at Twickenham you've still got to be able to turn up and, and do a job yeah. so they're, yeah. they're interesting they are friendlies I agree they're the only yeah. time that rugby the the full tests are friendlies in my opinion but yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be learned from yeah. them I just think it's, it is, it is it's, it's more difficult when you've got a, a big sort of training setup where they're looking at they're looking at fitness and a lot of it I think will come down to you know to combinations mm. They'll be looking at sort of you know almost having an exit strategy if we pick up a number, if we pick up a number of injuries who can slot in where yeah you know somebody like James Davis is 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 a seven yeah and 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 like Lydia Lydia's a six um, so things like that could you know could could well go against them couldn't it and the versatility you could argue that now is it, what it is isn't it it's now it's more important than it ever has been because beforehand you had players that were out and out that's their position. You wouldn't even, you know, the, yeah. you couldn't move them. That mm. you just that, that's where they play. Now we're looking at, you know, can a back row, you know, is there is there a position for a back row player that can step into second row yeah. if needed? And but particularly when you're the other side of the world, yeah, that it's not going to be easy to fly someone out. Yeah, if 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 you have a big injury problem, you've got to be able to have someone to step to step up, and particularly those, those you know, the managing of players during the pool stages. It's tough because you've got five weeks back to back, and one of them is a four day turnaround, I think. And I think it's the, luckily for us, I think it's the Uruguay one. But it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to manage. Yeah. You, were you, obviously before we met, but I was at the game Wales Fiji, the midweek game after we beat England on the Saturday, and then we had Fiji on the Thursday. And come 55 minutes, even the fittest players in that Wales squad, Warburton, Alan Wojcik, were blowing. Because it was the Saturday had taken so much out of them, and that game was a, was a tough test that we mm. we still had to turn up and, and yeah. do a job. That 
there are times where it, you know where it can get tough. It's a it's a difficult thing to do managing players yeah. during that those pool stages. And the, the I guess if we're looking at the climate as well, yeah, that'll probably have an effect because it, yeah. it'll be different. It won't be something that we and used in different to, in different cities. In different cities, yeah. yeah, you've got you've almost got four like microclimates yeah. you, where where you where you're moving around, which I didn't. I've got to be honest, I didn't quite um, appreciate until mm. we, until we started speaking to to Mark who gave us the rundown and yeah. that. So. Yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to be considered, isn't there? Um, there it's is quite exciting now, isn't it? Very last point on the training squad: Reese Carey in there, very very raw. A few cynics saying this is right. We need to get him capped in case England are trying to uh, are trying to turn his head, or is it some kind of play to to make sure that he comes back to Wales afterwards? Either way, I think you've got to do it. I also think in a 42-man squad, he warrants his place in there anyway as a bit of a wild-card selection. Yeah, it's nice to have a wild-card. He's a proper X-Factor player. He is. Lucid prop, he is an X-Factor prop. Yeah, he is. He's he's definitely got something different about him, isn't he? He carries like Billy Villapola, I think. He does. There is is, um, symmetry there, isn't there? He's he's had some big carrying performances, lovely offloads as well. And And he has held his own in the scrum, from what I've seen. At times, he's held your area of expertise. Absolutely, yeah. And I'll talk everyone through that in more detail next week when there's a bit more time. But (laughs) Uh, I'll probably get a load of stick on on the inbox. Yeah, I hope so. um, No, I I like it. I like that that there's someone in there that we haven't seen a a huge amount of, really. Um, And certainly at that level, uh, there's there's so much more to come from. But he's he's not going to turn down a cap from Wales. You know he's uh, I, I don't know him. We've never we've never met Rhys Carey, but he's played for Wales age group. He's he's a he's a Welsh lad. He's grown up in Wales his entire life, and he's he's given the opportunity to play for Wales. I'd like to think that you know that he wouldn't need much coercion. I'd like to think that even if he do, he doesn't get capped during this time, that everything is about going back and, and playing for Wales. Yeah, I don't think there's a huge amount in it that. We're just trying to get him, you know, you know, moving him away from getting cap, moving away from England. I think he's, I think he want to play, he want to play for Wales. I do think, I do think there's a subtext of if we cap him now, he then has to come back after Saturdays in order to get another cap. Yeah, which you know, well, why not? That's that's what that bloody law is there for. You may as well try and do it, and we want him to come back and play in Wales. Well, exactly. It's a funny. It's a there's a. Yeah, there's a couple of loopholes that are a little bizarre. Yeah, um, you know, you probably, they probably need to be sorted out, don't they? But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a, I think it's a good thing that he's in there. All right, Dan. Last thing tonight, then. Little walk down memory lane for you. It's ten years since Cardiff Blues lost a penalty shootout to Leicester Tigers in the semi-final. That's ten years ago now. If you can, how is that? Uh, uh, yeah. How is that? Ten years, yeah. How well do you remember that game? Uh, not if, as well as not not as well as you do, probably. Is that because I am the rugby anorak, or is that because you were on the Sherberts, you were on the Asahis in uh, in Cabri- in Cambridge Rugby Club? That might, yeah. Um, probably, pro- probably both. Yeah, probably was on the Asahis. Where did you do you remember watching it? Um, I'm pretty sure I was in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and I think we went to walkabout. Strong, um, but I'll probably be corrected by the boys. But yeah, I think we went to walk about. We had a may have had a birth a birthday party, and actually, if I can find the photo, I think I was wearing this leather jacket. Oh, 
yeah, with glasses on inside. Good God. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. I never wear sunglasses. George, I, never, I never wear George leather Michael. jacket. Yeah, a bit of, bit of George Michael. Um, long, long hair. Um, Victoria actually wants me to grow the hair long, but... Uh, it's, it's another it's another I think yeah I'd love to know what our listeners think about that as well it's, yeah it's funny if that killer should get the mullet get the trendy I, mullet I, but well yeah, there's nothing trendy about this thing but yeah I'll see if I can dig out that first so I think I was in Cardiff here yeah. what about where were you I watched it I watched it in London actually and we were yeah we were living in South West London and we watched it at home and it was just mad because at one point it looked it's always remembered for the penalty shootout but yeah. it was a bloody amazing game of rugby anyway. it was it was I'm trying who was it someone it was scored a, a, an amazing a try fairly late it was, it was either Roberts or Tom James I think and it was a great team move and all of a sudden the, the comeback was on and then the extra time and the penalty shootout thing was just where you yeah it was just I've never seen it before not we'd ever, yeah. yeah yeah it was it was gripping, wasn't it? You couldn't, you mm. couldn't take, you couldn't take your eyes off it. Um, One of the most unique thing. games of uh, yeah. of rugby you'll ever see. And we'll always be, t- we'll always be talked about, yeah. really, won't it? <laughs> A nightmare for uh, for some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Williams as well. Like I know if, he strikes me as the kind of player who would have practiced. Well, he was a footballer. Yeah, he was a footballer as well. Allegedly, well, I, I don't know. I reckon he's spinning the yarn on that one. He was yeah. Was he semi pro? Uh, trials at Liverpool. Yeah, on trial in Liverpool, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I I was never quite sure about. That. But he he struck me as a kind of player who would be able to to step Just, up. And, you 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 yeah. You put your house on him slot in that. Yeah. You? But you know pressure and yeah. He's he's that's still that's still with him, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, it was just hugely unfair of a a player of his caliber. Yeah. Yeah, one of your all-time faves, but yeah, yeah he is, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was worth worth bringing that one up. A uh, a classic Ten from years. the archive. It's yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Mm. How quickly time flies by. <clears throat> um, I've got something for you now. What's, no your, uh, what's your plans then for bank holiday? Thank you. Uh, we are off to the Midlands. So yeah, in fact, by the time this goes out, the bank holiday will be over, and we'll, we'll be will have uh, will have had it, but. Yeah, we're off in Midlands seeing some of the uh, the wife's so friends got, and family. You've so. got a very, a very sensible weekend ahead of you. Yeah, there'll be a few sherbets on Saturday and Sunday, I'm sure. But yeah, and once again for another weekend, I'm hitting the motorways. So yeah, M40 tomorrow rather than the M4 of the previous few weeks. But well, that's probably where the symmetry ends, really, because I'll be on. Well, I'll be on the M4. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What? what yeah, so I'm heading. Thing, yeah. yeah, so I'm heading back to to Wales tomorrow morning for we our good pal Tom. Um, unfortunately, came down in a uh, helicopter pilot. Mm. Who's a helicopter pilot and came down um, and and sadly died. This was Afghanistan. Yeah, in Afghanistan. Yeah, with with four or five others. Um, so every year the boys do a. Um, a bus trip around uh, it's like a mystery a mystery bus trip <laughs> um around Wales so it could be you know around the Vale around you know going to sort of Merthyr Brecon wherever really and um whoever wakes up at the end of this at the end of the, the sort of trip with there's a little peg that looks like a finger if you wake up with that peg you have to organize the bus trip for the next year 
And um, so this this year it's fallen on um, Jamie, my uh, my best man. So he's organised it this year, and I've never made one of these trips. I've just always had always mm. had something on. So I'm on debut. Um, there's 18 of us going. Oh God! Yeah, there's a mystery guest in there as well, or a Mister E guest as he's as he's down. And uh, the brief is 11 a.m. Uh, we've got to turn up at the Hare and Hounds in a berthing for uh, a breakfast beer and a bre- maybe a breakfast bap, maybe not. Um, you need to get a breakfast bap on board, Dan. You're uh, I'll, I'll, a- any opportunity <clears throat> there is for food. You're a delight for four beers, and I'll, then afterwards, it's I'll, I'll be taking it. It's loose. You're like you're like a Freddie Michelac of a drinker. <laughs> You, well, you know, you have your days where you, you look superb, and other days where you say, oh, you, you want to get the shepherd's crook out after half an hour, get him off the pitch. He's, I, not, he's not safe. I, I've been told that I'm uh, I'm choral master, so um, I don't quite. You know. love a sing song, though, don't you? So yeah, there's not. Yeah, I, I try hard, but there's um, there's not a great there's not a great great amount coming. The words are all over the shop, but um, I'll give it a go. I'm so glad we've recorded this podcast on a Friday night rather than trying to get you to do something on Sunday. When or, you did message me saying, do you, fancy, do you fancy doing a quick pod on the, on the Friday? I did think, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, just that'll, as well, isn't it? That'll work quite nicely. No, well. I, otherwise, yeah, I'd yeah. look forward to one of those phone calls that, oh no, I'd have phoned you at like <laughs> 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Can't make it. Yeah, and just getting a text message back going, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it, get someone else. That sounds good, though. The one, yeah, it should that's be a nice. Uh, it's a good. So that's on the Saturday, and then um, on the Sunday, then we have a um, uh, a rugby game. Nice. Which um, so we meet down down at Cowboys. Rugby. Cowboys rugby club. Yeah, Cowboys rugby club. Um, it's it's actually descended now into touch because uh, about four or five years ago we played against Tom's army um, army side, um, and it was very very competitive. There was a, a bit of a nasty injury. With one of the boys, Dave broke his collar, uh, broke his, so broke his ankle and dislocated it with ten minutes to oh, go. That's a horrendous injury, that. Yeah, so um, we just, yeah, we just, we just play a game of touch. Mm. Obviously, there's some, uh, there's some hilarious shapes and uh, and moves that are going on after a, a a a bus trip around Wales, the the day before. But it's good, and then back in the back in the rugby club afterwards, a few beers, a few stories, Asahi. Uh, well, there's no Asahi there anymore. So yeah, Cowbridge was at one point the biggest. What would have been export import. Yeah, the biggest. Yeah, the biggest import. Yeah, the of, biggest import of Asahi yeah. for a period. Of fact, and obviously well, now, worldwide. Uh, well, that was the rumor anyway. So we'll go. With it. <laughs> but no, but it was at a time when it wasn't so, right. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, people, nobody knew what this yeah. thing was. And you know, it was, it was, it was. I think it was seventy p. I remember it crept up when it went to a pound. Seventy p for a pint or for a seventy p for, for a bottle. For a bottle so right, sides yeah. were coming down from you know from all over you know all over uh, Wales and like what you know seventy p. Yeah. You know, so for ten for ten pound, my maths is appalling, but you were getting a lot of asahi. It's quite punchy as well, and it was nice, um, but nobody knew what the hell it was. And obviously now you go you go out you, you go out anywhere yeah. and get a pint of asahi, you, you, you're struggling for to get one for under a fiver and another little story on, on, on the beers in Cowbridge Rugby Club I remember when the the, the club brought in um, Grolsch mm. so they brought Grolsch on tap and um, I'm pretty sure it was responsible for a few sort of well a few heavy arguments and maybe leading to a few little few little uh, 
tete-a-tete or maybe a couple of little punches thrown and I remember there was a bit of a committee meeting that we've got to take the Grolsch we've got to take the Grolsch away because it's uh, too many of the committee members are getting a bit feisty <laughs> it will do that to you Grolsch yeah. yeah 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 there's a few there's a few beers you want to steer clear of because so, they are uh, they are fighting yeah we'll, we'll be on the session we should do it. yeah we should do a we should do a podcast from uh, from Cabbage yeah, Club well, at some point that'd be good we'll get, get the Asahis in Cabbage especially got, for it yeah we will Cabbage got promote, uh, back-to-back promotions as well so big congrats to Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, they've got a really, really, really young, you know, really, really young side and uh, yeah, good coaching setup there. So it all looks good. We should mention as well, it was finals day last week. Big wins for Abergavenny, for Brecon and for Cardiff RFC picking up silverware, which is, yeah, it's a, it's a big day. I'm glad that still goes on that. Yeah, it's it looks like a stick cracking day for it. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame we can stick around for it actually. It's just, yeah, but it is clearly a good day out, and it's it's good to get you know to be able to go out and play on that on that big stage. Yeah. You know, it does show that the club rugby the, the support is still there, and uh, yeah, this it's such a tricky one, isn't it? Because we love we love club rugby and the the kind of the the characters and the stories yeah. behind it. It's well, just it's so difficult, difficult coupled with, with the professional game, but it's great to see that that's you know that it is. still and it's nice to see the, the different sizes, isn't it? You've yeah. got you know some of the some of the tighter shirts that are on display are a bit less favourable for some of the big boys, yeah. but it's great because there's a position for everyone, and yeah. you've got a real mishmash of you. And yeah, I think that's something that we could we could go to and and have a good day out of that. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to a conclusion for another week. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Big thank you for our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. And if you want to get in touch with us and let us know what you think about the show or any of the stuff that we've mentioned, Sean Edwards, the new Dragons coach, the Rugby World Cup squad selection, or just tell us what your favourite beer is uh, and which clubhouse you like to drink it in. And uh, yeah, we'll give you a shout out if you do that. Uh, Yeah, just do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Facebook, join the Facebook group and like us on Instagram. All the different ways for you to get in touch with us. And we'll be back to chat rugby with you very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.